This is Soul Searching, Gay Essay Radio Show of the Year 2016. Here we explore all spiritual, psychological, and wellness matters that matter. Searching deep into the soul requires that we conduct a penetrating self-examination of our motives, convictions, and attitudes, so that we might challenge our personal beliefs and thoughts to open our minds to fresh ideas and free thinking. I'm comfortable asking awkward questions. I love poking holes in rigid belief systems, and I thrive on querying the way the world taught us to think. Healthy debate is enriching, so please use digital media to share your insights with me. My intention is clear. I'll never ask you to give up what you hold sacred. I'll never insist that you adopt my beliefs and opinions. I do recommend, however, that you use some of these concepts to redesign your life for the better. How you do that is up to you, isn't it? I'm Tom Budge. (laughs) Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. 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 So sweet. The title of our show today is How the Lord's Prayer Becomes an Exaltation for Our Highest Self. If you attended a Christian school, you'll probably remember singing the Lord's Prayer in the classrooms or in the main assembly hall each day. You might even recall those words now. I can. The Lord's Prayer is a seven-petition prayer prescribed by Jesus. By offering it as part of our daily spiritual practices, we affirm God's superiority in contrast to our human frailties, leaving us no other choice but to beg for his forgiveness and to seek his help. But there is a very different take on it, one that the Indian yogi and guru Paramahansa Yogananda taught. When Jesus' prayer is held against the light of Hindu teachings, an amazing parallel emerges. It becomes a calling from our most inner space to recognize our core Godhead, to simultaneously recognize our physicality as a human with all our human needs, and to strive to attain the highest possibility of self, enlightenment, which then connects us inseparably to the rest of the universe. In the Gospel of Matthew, in the King James Version of the Bible, the prayer reads, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. But the words are slightly different in the version of events that Luke recorded. Here they read, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Here in Luke's rendition he adds the part, and forgive us our sins, but omits the concluding part found only in Matthew's version, for thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. By combining the two versions of the prayer, we get the Roman Catholic rendition, which is known to many, many people. It goes, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The common postscript found in many recitals of the prayer adds the words, For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. This addendum is known as the Byzantine Rite, or the Rite of Constantinople, and was developed by the Church of Constantinople long, long ago. But there are many more modern versions of the prayer too. The contemporary English version, adopted in 1995, reads, Our Father in heaven, help us to honor your name. Come and set up your kingdom so that everyone on earth will obey you, as you are obeyed in heaven. Give us our food for today. Forgive us for doing wrong, as we forgive others. Keep us from being tempted and protect us from evil. Then there is Eugene H. Peterson's copyrighted version, which reads, Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best, as above, so below, keep us alive with three square meals, keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil, you're in charge, you can do anything you want, you're ablaze in beauty, yes, Yes, yes. So, in order to pray the way that Jesus taught us, we will need to attend to the meaning behind the words, rather than just simply repeating them in a parrot-like fashion. It's a prayer of seven petitions, and its meaning seems quite straightforward and obvious. The first three of the seven petitions address God. Those are the ones, Our Father, which art in heaven, number one, Hallowed be thy name, number two. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. According to Charles Haddon Spurgeon, in commentary from 1800s, these petitions imply sonship. If we refer to God as Father, then we are acknowledging that we are his children, and that through the very act of our creation, we are necessarily God's offspring. Furthermore, this means that every person has the right to approach the throne of God, which happens every time we recite the prayer. We also come to be his children by adoption through Christ's redemption. Hmm, is all this too much for you, especially if you are not of the Christian faith? Wait a bit, 
because I have a very interesting twist to all of this later on in the show from Paramahansa Yogananda, an Indian yogi and guru who introduced millions of Westerners to the teachings of meditation and Kriya Yoga through his book, The Autobiography of a Yogi. Arthur Wesley said, The Lord's Prayer contains the sum total of religion and morals. The last four petitions in the prayer relate to human needs and concerns. Our trust that God shall provide our basic needs, give us today our daily bread, that he shall overlook the mistakes we make, and that we shall have the grace to set aside others' indebtedness to us, that we should have a clear view of right and wrong, and trust that God shall guide us correctly in our pursuits of righteousness, and lastly, that God should deliver us from evil. Some versions of the prayer simply say, deliver us from evil, while others expand it to include the avoidance of the devil by saying, deliver us from the evil one. On a lighter side, and humor always has a tendency to let us see things differently, there is a story, probably an urban legend, about the recital of the Lord's Prayer when Pope John Paul II visited Southern Africa in September 1988. Young kids at a rural Catholic school were taught the Lord's Prayer, which they were then to sing to the Pope as part of the ceremonies when he visited their school. They, of course, were not native English speakers, yet were expected to sing the lyrics in English, they naturally misheard the words and inserted some of their own. They sang this rendition to the Pope. Our Father, who shouts from heaven, Hello, what's your name? <laughs> misheard lyrics in a song are common, and there's even a unique word to describe them. They're called mondegreens, which are most often created by a person listening to a poem or a song, the listener, being unable to clearly hear a lyric, substitutes words that sound familiar and that make some kind of sense. They are homophonic translations. The etymology of this word has its own intriguing story, which is of itself a mondegreen from an old English poem. The poem reads, Ye highlands and ye lowlands, O where ha ye been? They have slain the Earl Amore and Lady Mondegreen. Actually, the true words of the last line are that after the earl's slaying, they laid him on the green, not Lady Mondegreen. But that's how some people recited it, and it stuck. Parts of Kenny Rogers' song, Lucille, also find their Mondegreen counterparts. Instead of, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille, with four hungry children and a crop in the field. Yeah, I'm not going to try and sing it. The Mondegreen version is, You picked a fine time to leave me, loose wheel, with four hundred children and a crock in the field. There's an awful phallic Mondegreen in Bananarama's lyrics. She's got it. Yeah, baby, she's got it. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. At your desire. But it's best that you work this one out for yourself. The Lord's Prayer doesn't escape the Mondegreen snare, and here are a few funny ones. Our Father, who art in heaven, Harold be thy name. I didn't know that his name was Harold, did you? Here's another. Forgive us our trash passes, as we forgive those who passed trash against us. And instead of, 
and lead us not into temptation, another Mondegreen is, I lead us not into temptation. Yuck. Dara O'Brien, the Irish comedian, takes the mickey out of the differences between the Catholic and Protestant religions with their differing versions of the prayer. He sets this comedy sketch at a couple's wedding, one of whom is Protestant and the other a Catholic. Right, I'm just going to check. Just a piece of trivia for you. Like, does anyone know the difference between the Catholic Lord's Prayer and the Protestant Lord's Prayer? The end. You're absolutely right, Miss. The end. The end. It's longer in the Protestant version, right? Somewhere where we handed all the documents over to you around the time of Martin Luther. You took this one and thought, all very well, we'll stick a gazebo at the back of it, right? <laughs> we might knock through here and make it a bit longer and a bit more exciting, right? It'll increase the resale value years down the line, right? And it's longer in the Protestant faith. You knew that. Many of you possibly didn't know that. I didn't know that. And neither did any Catholic at this wedding, right? <laughs> Both sides stood up at the same moment, right? And belted out the words, blah, 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 bread. Blah, 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 trespassing. <laughs> blah, 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 yes, more about trespassing. We're getting the point. All right, we'll leave off the trespassing. We won't do any more. <laughs> and then the Catholics went, amen, and sat down. Really slowly, in a very sanctimonious, there you go, God, we're the real ones. Aren't we the real ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the daddy? You're the daddy. Who's the daddy? Yeah, yeah. You're the daddy, right? And their Catholic arses have no sooner touched the pew than the entire Catholic side goes, hang on, the Protestants are still going. And on the other side of the church, the entire, as bold as brass, not a hint of shame or compunction. All of the Protestants going, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Now, amen. Seriously, though, and jokes aside, all Christian versions of the Lord's Prayer always assume that God is an external being living somewhere up there in space in a place called heaven. From this lofty location, God is said to rule us humans and demands our loyal devotion to him. In this context, the Lord's Prayer is our affirmation of God's superiority contrasted against our human frailties, leaving us no other choice but to beg for his forgiveness and to seek his help. However, in Soul Searching episode 26, we toyed with the idea that God is not necessarily an external, supernatural being, but could also be a symbolic reference of our own spiritual propensity. If God is nothing more than the highest possible expression of self, in its fullest glory, then the meaning of the prayer would change considerably. In his two-volume book, The Second Coming of Christ, Paramahansa Yogananda with masterful insight, fully unfolds Jesus' timeless prescription for daily spiritual practice and attainment of God communion. Paramahansa Yogananda died in 1952. He migrated to the USA, where he founded the Self-Realization Fellowship and taught India's ancient science of meditation and the art of balanced spiritual living for more than 30 years there. I choose to read directly from his book to preserve the essence of what he has to say. Paramahansa Yogananda wrote, Jesus came to remind man that the Lord is the Heavenly Father of all and to show his children the way back to him. 
The way of effective prayer, he taught, is to banish diffidence and to speak to God with joyous expectancy as to a devoted father or mother. Jesus gave a model prayer for both worldly people and spiritual people. The highly devout individuals want nothing from God but his love and spiritual development. The materially-minded person seeks God's help for all-round success and well-being in earthly life, including a modicum of spiritual achievement. The Lord's Prayer embodies a universal understanding of how the needs of body, mind, and soul may be fulfilled through man's relationship with God. Yogananda said that the simple eloquence and spiritual depths of Jesus' words inspired him to compose the following interpretive perception of this prayer. When you pray, address God from your heart with the fullest attention of your mind. And in the manner I have shown you, say, Our Father, cosmic consciousness, fountain of the consciousness of all, present in the vibrationless region of heavenly bliss and hidden in the depths of heavenly intuition, may thy name be glorified on earth. May thy hallowed name, the cosmic vibrations emanating from thee in earthly manifestations, be consecrated for cultivating thy consciousness and not material consciousness. Let thine absolute royal consciousness come forth and appear in human consciousness. May thy spiritual kingdom come and be substituted for the material kingdom of earthly consciousness. Let thy wisdom-guided will be the guiding force of deluded human beings on earth, even as thy will is followed by angels and liberated souls in the heavenly astral realms. Give us our daily bread, the physical, mental and spiritual manna that nourishes our bodies, minds and souls, food, health and prosperity for the body, efficiency and power for the mind, love, wisdom and bliss for the soul. Forgive thou our faults, O Lord, and teach us likewise to forgive the faults of others. As we forgive a brother who is indebted to us and forget his obligation, Forgive us too, thy children, for our sins of not remembering our indebtedness to thee, that we owe our health, our life, our soul, everything to thee. Lead us not into temptation, even by way of testing our limited spiritual power, and leave us not in the pit of temptation wherein we fell through the misuse of thy given reason. But if it is thy will to test us when we are stronger, then, Father, make thyself more tempting than temptation. Help us that by our own effort, through thy spiritual force within us, we may be free from all misery-making, physical, mental, and spiritual evils. Teach us to behold the earth as ruled not by material forces, but by thy kingdom's power and glory, which abide forever. We bow to thee, through our contact with thee, as the holy cosmic vibration of Aum. Amen. Paramahansa Yogananda explains the words, Hallowed be thy name, as referring to the recognition that this earth and all that are in it came from God's divine vibration. God's bliss and wisdom are the only kingly powers that exist in the transcendence of cosmic consciousness, and so 
In the words, Thy kingdom come, Jesus prays that those absolute powers of God may manifest in human consciousness. Give us this day our daily bread indicates that Jesus knew that a person with a hungry stomach has little incentive to strive for spiritual realization. And Jesus knew that he could not very well expect the people to hearken to a spiritual message that did not address their mundane concerns. Through the words, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, Jesus almost seems to make God responsible when man finds himself in the throes of temptation, having been purposefully led into that predicament by his heavenly Father. It's a rough thing to say. But it would be wrong to think that God, with his wisdom, would lead mortals, who are poorly equipped with wisdom, into temptation just to test their response. That would not be fair. The duality of good and evil are the light and shadows that create the contrasts that are necessary to produce God's cosmic motion picture. The white purity of goodness demonstrates its virtue on the dark background of evil. The two are inseparable. God's children are tested by this duality of mental delusion to develop the wisdom to distinguish between good and evil and the will to overcome all tests and thereby be free from the ego's cat-and-mouse game of temptation. The prayer urges that we are not led into places and conditions where our karmic impulses coincide with the evils of the world. It seeks to lead us rather into the joyous experience of thy contact. The Lord's Prayer is a calling from our most inner space to recognize our core Godhead, to simultaneously recognize our physicality as a human with all our human needs, and to strive to attain the highest possibility of self, enlightenment, which will then connect us inseparably to the rest of the universe. In conclusion, I offer you this fabulous rendition of the Lord's Prayer that is bound to raise some goosebumps. It is performed by none other than Andrea Bocelli, musically accompanied by the Philadelphia Orchestra. He sings the sacred prayer for Pope Francis, who sat beside him in the theater. Now please welcome the phenomenal Andrea Bocelli, here to perform the Lord's Prayer with the Philadelphia Orchestra, directed by Eugene Kahn, and the Philadelphia Heritage Choral under the musical direction of J. Donald Dumson.
Thank you for listening to Soul Searching here on Gay SA Radio. Your comments and suggestions help shape the show, and I'm always happy to receive them. Write to me at studio at gaysaradio.co.za or post on the station's social media platforms using the hashtag GaySARadio. This program premieres on Sundays at 5pm and then repeats the following Sunday at 8am. A full set of podcasts of this series is available on the station's website, gaysaradio.co.za. My name is Tom Budge. Until next time, goodbye.